your herd. One, two, three. Hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. This is your herd. Woo. A podcast with me, Marissa Phillips. And me, Pete Phillips. Tell you about some, some stuff and things. In other words, we tell you things you didn't know you needed to know. Pete, how's your week? It, it's going all right. Oh, you know what I did this weekend? No. I made cookies and I made an apple bake. And on the apple bake, I used my oat flour that I told you that I made. Mm-hmm. This is some behind-the-scenes business, guys. That's right. We talk off the air. Ooh. Oatmeal with oat flour, and it's a crumb topping for Yummy. a cinnamon apple bake thing. And boy, is there a lot of fiber in that crumb topping. <laughs> ooh, ooh. I so also cool. made dark chocolate oatmeal cookies with protein powder in them, and they are also fart-worthy. Ooh, fart-worthy. How's your week, Marissa? (laughs) Last episode, you told us all the good things happening. If I'm going to tell you the bad things, yesterday I came home, put my keys down, then went, oh, I have to put this garbage away, so I just popped my open. Uh, yeah. You left your keys in there. I'm getting charged $100 for having my doorman open my door for me. Wow, $100. And they were like, it's 50 on weekdays, 100 on weekends, but that's bullshit because our doormen are 24-7. Yeah. Do you get to pick insane. which doorman it goes to? No, I bet the doorman doesn't even get to keep it. No, he doesn't. He he doesn't. I don't pay him. They bill me from the real estate place. Yeah. I need to sign out paperwork. And this guy's actually pretty cool, and I thought he was going to give me a pass, but I think he must really get in trouble if somehow they find out. Anyway. That happened, and I was playing Street Fighter, and I kept losing. And the amount of unbridled rage I have. That's why I had to leave Unhinged when somebody beats me at a fighting game is problematic. Because I make it not fun for both of us, I think. To make this a really deep revelation, I would do the same, but I wouldn't be playing with another person. (laughs) Yeah, I could. So I would always be really upset with myself. Yeah. And I would have unbridled rage directed at myself. You know, yeah. why should I pay for a therapist? I should just, like, have psychology students study our podcast and diagnose me. Mm, every psychology student I knew, minus my brother and my friend Mike, is a psychopath. No, I'm thinking of, <laughs> no, no, no. I'm thinking of philosophy students. Oh, that, philosophy students saying. are psychopaths. Oh, you want to disagree? Well, unless you slide into my DMs, I don't care. Anyway, ready for an icebreaker? Burr. Icebreaker. You're not going to like it, but I'm not letting you out of it. Right before we started recording this, I said, Pete, have you watched Friends? <laughs> and he was like... No, 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 no. No, no, no. That's not what she said. Have you ever seen Friends? <laughs> Whatever. Because I can see Pete as, as being someone like... Kid, I'm not watching Friends because everybody watches Friends. I was a kid who grew up in the 90s. I just watched whatever was on TV. I'm was also like, well-versed in 90210 on Melrose Place. I didn't really watch Friends in the 90s. And Matlock and Murder, She Wrote. Yeah. So, again, I'm not letting you out of this question. I don't even want to get out of it. I want to stew in it forever. Who would you choose to date in Friends and why? Phoebe, because she's a wacko. That's it? You know and already, seems- right off the top of your head? <laughs> yeah, honestly. If I'm, if I'm going to pick... I'm going to go with Phoebe. You don't think she's too wacko for you? No. Okay. I mean, like, quite honestly, what are my other options? <laughs> I would I say do Monica. I not want to date Rachel. Jennifer Aniston is not an option, but Monica. I'm sorry, why not? <laughs> what, do you think she's out of my league? <laughs> no, stop, Pete. No, because like, 
boring. She's just a pretty girl, a kid, but she doesn't have much personality. As a kid, I was I liked Monica. If you're watching the show and you're like, ooh, I think that she's, you know, like, think yeah. Monica was. But I don't really recall enough about her right now. And I'm mostly just picking the person who seems the most interesting. Okay. Monica's a little controlling, but she's very sweet and fun. Ross but... is just too much baggage. Chandler's Why is Ross a... even in that show he's Chandler's a D-bag and come on nobody wants to date Joey he's too good looking <laughs> Matt LeBlanc in episodes yes please he's sweet when he offers to help raise Rachel's baby because she has no one to help her yeah anyway okay I don't Thank think you. I stuck around that long I'm watching it the whole way through for a second time and I've stopped before the last five episodes because I don't want it to end again because then I have to start all over <laughs> you don't have to <laughs> Oh, yes, I do. <laughs> I would... Can you guess who I would? I better not. <laughs> no, do it, do it. I want to know. I want to know. I was going to pick Chandler. Why? He's funny. He's kind of, like, witty, sarcastic. Absolutely. Um, he also has this, like, sharp edge to him. You know, like, he's the edgy one in France. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Which, by the way, still means he's I a like butter someone, knife. But <laughs> I like someone who's a little bit vulnerable also, though. You yeah, know, he's way fun. He's funny. Sometimes his jokes are stupid. He's very socially awkward, which is like my jam. I love socially awkward people. Oh, I would absolutely date Chandler. I would marry Chandler in a heartbeat. That was a close one, guys. And I still would have married What's-His-Face in Mr. Sunshine. Please tell me you know what that show is. Never mind. Okay. Whatever that actor is was in a show called Mr. Sunshine, and it was weird. Matthew Perry. Anyway, speaking of Mr. Sunshine. Then he starred in this movie where he was... He had dissociative disorder. I remember watching it like, let's see what he does with a roll. And he can really sink his teeth. Nope. Nope. Okay. Speaking of throwbacks oh, like friends. Oh, couple, right? Oh, yes, yes. Which my mother that. loved. Yeah, I didn't watch that. But I'm sorry. Go ahead. Speaking of throwbacks like friends, you know, classic sitcoms, let's look back at a classic Y'all Heard episode, like the Christmas one, where I tried to convince you that Santa Claus might be an alien. <laughs> Okay. While I was entertaining one possibility that he was actually a genetically engineered human, I mentioned CRISPR. And Marissa said, what? Did you just say CRISPR? And I said, yes. I'll talk about that later. Well, it's later, guys. Ready. Ready to roll. stands for Clustered Regularly Interspaced Short Palindromic Repeats. That was a very well-placed yawn. That was not a sound effect, guys. That was a gag. I hate the word clustered. Oh, that's right. That's right. In fact, I was thinking of your disdain for clusters while I was Uh, watching... Don't even say it. While I was watching the NBA All-Star coverage, because they were in North Carolina where it's the Hornets, and the logos all had those hexagonal, like, sort of beehive cluster things. FYI, I do not jokingly have... Oh, Marissa would puke all over herself. Trick-a-whatever-phobia with the cluster thing. Yeah. Okay, continue. Okay, so basically, I won't repeat it what it is, but basically it's a genetic engineering tool that has been called, in like very crude terms, Microsoft Word for genetics. Uh... Quote, <laughs> The CRISPR technology relies on two components, an enzyme and a guide molecule. The guide molecule takes its enzyme to a gene which you want to modify. 
the enzyme cuts the gene, and then it can be repaired in many different ways. You can either change the function of the gene, take away the gene completely, or make the gene more active. This is according to Marco Harold, who is, or was, at least at in 2016, the laboratory head of the CRISPR facility at the Walter and Eliza Hall Institute of Medical Research in Melbourne. In an article called Melbourne CRISPR. with a weird accent, right? Yes. Melbourne. In an article called CRISPR for Dummies, thank God that article exists. That sounds silly. I promise I won't be any more scientific after that. Better not. Oh, he does say if you had cancer... Uh, and a cancer relies on the mutation of genes, in theory, you could use CRISPR machinery to go into the cancer cells and repair the gene. So he sees this as a way where you could uh, use it as a cancer treatment, say, in addition to radiation or chemo or something like that. Sort of, you know, maybe now you just have chemo and some CRISPR repair. You don't have to go through anything else. Can I just ask what led you to wanting to do this topic? You really want to know? Yes. I heard a podcast episode of Reply All where they talked about this, so I remember it from then. But you really want to know why? Don't make me beg, bitch. 2018 Best Picture nominee, Rampage, starring The Rock. Oh, God. Uh, uh. In which <laughs> there's some big f***ing genetically modified animal. <laughs> oh, peace. <laughs> now, Marissa, what could go wrong? Everything! Yes. So in November of 2018, hey, excuse me. Hey? I have to sound this one out. Hey? Hey! Okay, you're going to have to give me some room because I need to edit this together so I don't look like an idiot. I'm sorry. Hey, Jiangwei. Never going to say Jiangwei again (laughs) if I can help it. Sure. Jiangwei. Okay, he's. Okay. I'm sorry? I think he's Chinese. You put, like, you put a little bit of a yeah. You put a like a euro stank on your. <laughs> <laughs> In November of 2018, Hei Jiangwei just casually drops that he has successfully modified the genes of two twin babies. What's more, he admits that the babies have been born two weeks prior to his announcement, and the genetic world was rocked. People were like, "What the f-? Hey. Hey. <laughs> And Hay was like, what? Don't be dicks about this, okay? You guys were just too scared to make the dive, and I did. Many scientists wonder about the the ethical implications, and the Chinese government launched an investigation into whether he broke some laws messing around with human genes and stuff like that. I kind of love it. Articles then started to surface in December about how he disappeared, right? Based on whatever your knowledge of the Chinese government is, doesn't sound terribly surprising, but it turns out that he's okay, he was just hiding out. And quite honestly, can you blame him? No. In January of 2019, Chinese authorities confirm that the humans that he talked about, the babies, Lulu and Nana... I think I'm it's sorry. I keep talking over you. That was. Expensive. I think it's funny to have twins that have repetitive names like that, Lulu and Nana. Uh, I feel like my brain immediately goes into like exponential. It's amazing, and I love it. Right. The Chinese government is like, yes, these babies exist. They seem like they're fine. But the problem, of course, as you might imagine, is that it could take a lifetime to find out what "fine" I air quoted it for you listeners really means. <laughs> 
China claims that the act of doing this was one of selfishness, but some scientists defend the goal that Hay was going for by editing uh, the genes because the original goal was to remove the gene CCR5 with the hopes of rendering the offspring resistant to HIV, smallpox, and cholera. Oh, interesting. According to MIT Technology Review. He did this for seven couples, and I we don't know the story of all other six, but at least another couple, uh, the pregnancy, I'm sorry, I don't know words properly, but the pregnancy took... <laughs> They caught pregnant. <laughs> so, okay. well-intentioned scientist edits the genes of an offspring to prevent them from getting a life-threatening illness. Where's the harm in that, Marissa? Uh, if you f*** up other stuff by mistake. And also, remember when you learned PowerPoint and you found out that you could animate stuff on slides, so you just <laughs> animated everything? Where's this going? Some people are saying that this is similar. That Hay is not a genetic artisan exactly. He's not the best genetic coder out there. He's just the guy who tried it first. Valid. <laughs> the thing that I found interesting about this is every genetics leadership organization across the world roundly accepted that just because we can animate things in PowerPoint doesn't mean we <laughs> should <laughs> animate things in PowerPoint. Yeah. We should learn more about the technology and then proceed with caution when the technology has developed more. From mm -hmm. an article in The Atlantic, quote, To the extent that there was any global consensus about using gene editing technologies on human embryos, it was, don't rush into it. That was the feeling in 2015 when the U.S. National Academies of Science, Engineering, and Medicine convened an international summit of scientists, ethicists, and others to discuss the topic, and it was the view of a landmark report that the same group published in 2017. Hey, was like, nah, I got to do me, man. I'm just going to do this. So he privately raised the funds to make this happen, and then he did it. And then everybody was like, how many people are complicit in this particular act? Like, people had to donate the money. People had to help collect the money. People helped out in the lab while he was doing all this stuff. How many people really knew about this as it was yeah, happening? Yeah, it's kind of amazing. Nobel Prize winner Craig Mello, uh, he comes out fairly recently. I think this was also in January, maybe early February. Uh, and he says that he knew what had happened, albeit after the pregnancy was underway. So he kind of knew about it in this brief period between the pregnancy is official, I guess we'll say, whatever that means, and and Hay comes out and, and makes this report. Perhaps in the interest of the unborn child, he didn't act on the knowledge. Perhaps, for example, if he came forward and said, hey, there's a genetically modifi modified baby in that woman, someone might have said, you have to kill that baby, you know, something like that. Ooh. So for whatever reasons he had, his response to Hay was... Quote, I'm glad for you, but I'd rather not be kept in the loop on this. You are risking the health of a child you are editing. I just yeah. don't see why you're doing this. Oh, did you just say editing? Yes. I like that. I just don't see why you're doing this. I wish your patient the best of luck for a healthy pregnancy. End quote. Okay. Also in February of 2019, Stanford University launched a review of their faculty to see who knew what was going on while this was all happening. And then, only weeks ago, MIT's Technology Review, which I did cite twice but seems like a pretty reliable source, yeah, yeah. speculated in an article that removing the gene associated with contracting these diseases may have resulted 
in messing with the kids' brains a little bit. Oh, no! Enhancing their brains so that they have better memories Uh, compared to you and me. (laughs) All this because he, many scientists say, jumped the gun. And as someone who works in technology and dabbles in coding and stuff like that once in a while, I get this. Hey explained how he edited the genes. (laughs) Hey explained in this sort of announcement how he edited the genes and fellow genetic coders were like, um, he didn't do that right. (laughs) (gasps) No way, really? Podcast listener James is a computer programmer in his heart and in his core. And this, when when I do this at work, (laughs) and and his students do, uh, James calls this sort of a lack of elegance. Why would you use 20 lines of code to achieve something that you could do in three lines of code if you know what you're doing better? And in my in my opinion, from my particular experience, it's because I just took a crack at some programming that I don't understand, and I did whatever I could to make it work, even though I didn't find the most elegant solution in order to... You keep it. saying elegant. Well, I, I only said it twice, to be fair, but... <laughs> oh my God, you're always like, elegant, <laughs> The thing is, when I do this at work, I'm working on pretty minor stuff. And also, when I am done my crack at coding, I go, hey, James, can you take a look at this? And then he helps out. And he comes up with a more... Elegant! Solution. <laughs> but hey? I don't know hey. if you can apply the same logic of what's the worst that could happen that I do when I start working on things. Since the fallout of this particular announcement, which, by the way, took place in November, just to remind you, the end of November, like right around Thanksgiving, many people have defended the technology as still quite powerful in the right hands. But when technology develops at the rate that it does today, with the right materials, the wrong hands could really be anywhere. And what I learned from this story is that a majority of the world has a strong grip on bioethics and the repercussions of their actions. And I find that very comforting. If you're a writer like Marissa or an instructional designer like me, taking risks at work can really pay off if they work out for you. Mm -hmm. Uh, And if they don't, they usually just affect you or maybe like a small team of people that you're working with. They don't affect those people for the rest of their lives either, like unless we got fired or something like that. But again, this guy is just taking a shot (laughs) with some human beings. I applaud his ambition. (laughs) Right. With great risk comes great responsibility. You thought I was going to say reward, but I didn't. No, I knew you were going to say Spider-Man. And what is this going to result in for the babies? Maybe they won't have HIV or smallpox, but they will have these ridiculously good brains so they can never forget being constantly harassed by the media for being genetic Franken-babies. So I don't know if that's a good thing either. Too true. Cherry on top of this wonderful and silly story about genetically modifying human beings in 2019, 2018 to be fair. Hay wrote an article in the CRISPR journal earlier, I think in 2018 or late in 2017, that examined the ethics of working on human embryos, (laughs) one in which he preached transparency in the work, which he clearly violated by working in secret. And when he talked to some established scientists about the ethics, they told him it was a bad idea and he decided to proceed anyway because his ambition got the better of him. You kept talking in a way that I thought I was supposed to finish the sentences. I know. I wasn't sure you were going to come up with the ambition, so I just finished that one for you. Okay. 
And that's just a little bit about what's going on with CRISPR these days. Creepy. This this technology was developed, and again, somebody just was like, you know what? I'm going to try that out. It's like when avocados are in season, and you're like, you know what? I'm going to try some avocado with my eggs. No. (laughs) (laughs) Not like that. That risk has great rewards. <laughs> Although I think you're having way too much fat for breakfast. Also, but... mm, I don't think that has great rewards. <laughs> I, I guess if you like both of them. To be honest, I don't like the creaminess of avocados. Yeah. That's right. I have a hot take. You want another hot take? The Umbrella Academy sucks on Netflix. <laughs> Good. I'm going to use that as a reason to not watch it because everyone's <laughs> telling me I have to watch it. What could have been three episodes is 12 episodes. <laughs> oh. Alright. Good to know. I did a lot of fast forwarding. And Good I didn't miss anything. No. <laughs> I wish it wasn't called the CRISPR. Sorry. <laughs> That's not a question. Hey, speaking of crisp, have you seen these like Nestle Crunch ads? No, what? <laughs> I encourage everybody to take a look. They're like in one of them there's this I believe the implication is that she's Muslim and she's like, I'm American and I like Nestle Crunch bars and you're like Chill the f*** out. Like, you don't have to beat me in the face with this. Come on. Just eat the candy. Hi, I'm Sparrowhawk, and this is my crunch. Hi, I'm Fatima, and I love my crunch. Hi, I'm Diego, and for me, there is only one choice, crunch. Hi, I'm Misha, and my favorite bar is crunch. Hi, I'm Renee, and for me, there's only one winner, crunch. Hey, I'm Sue. And my first call is Crunch. Crunch, the chocolate bar all Americans love. I might just be Mandelaing this. Oh, I hope <laughs> I you are. I clearly remember an ad where there's like a guy who works on a farm and he has a British accent or maybe like a Scottish accent. And he's like, I like Mr. Crunch Bars and I'm American. And I'm just like, That's I don't understand. Accent? No, Where's I don't know accent? how to say Nestle's Crunch Bars with a Scottish accent. Uh- I could do a British one. I could do a Cockney one. Give me. Give me. All of, I love Nestle Crunch Bars and I'm American. See, you can't do it. Okay. You can't say American with a Cockney accent. Let's see. I love Nestle Crunch Bars. Oh, very soft. Are um, you in the favorite? I, I love Nestle Crunch Bars. And also, can you, I can you say I'm a, Can you say, and I'm American? I, wait, coffee. Wait, tea and crumpets. I love Nestle Crunch Bars, and I'm an American. Very well done. Thank you, but I cannot get into that accent without saying tea and crumpets ahead of time. (laughs) You need a gateway word, guys, for accents. Know your gateway words. Are you texting someone? I just feel like I might have gotten this wrong now. (laughs) I put so much emphasis into it. Tell me. I just Googled Nestle Crunch ads and nothing came up. <laughs> Serves you right, Pete. Serves you right, Peter. For assuming the worst of America. One's a Native American. One's a Hispanic guy. One's uh, an African-American beauty queen. Why are you know. saying specifically a beauty queen? Because she's dressed like, like and she's waving on a car. Oh, okay. I thought you were being weird and racist yourself. I don't even know what that would mean. No, I wish that I could read you something from work where somebody was editing the document and they said, uh, when I read this, it strikes me as a euphemism and I think it should be reworded. 
Oh, it was about a social event that would, quote, ease the anxious feelings that may come with a new beginning. Okay. And that was the part that they felt was euphemistic. Ooh. And I'm like, what? what? <laughs> That's insane. And That's I just want to be inside of that person's head so I can watch whatever's going on. That's insane. Who was it? Okay, never mind. <laughs> Although being fired and having to relocate would be a dream come true. Philadelphia! I Philadelphia life, yeah. my Philadelphia wife. Philadelphia cream cheese in my soul, in my hall. Did you ever put that in the show? Nope. We so just there's performed no it live for everyone. Guys, I was trying. Guys, to we'll a- put it. We'll put it after the uh, closing music in today's show. So stay okay. tuned. I tried to make a promo and I was drunk. And it got weird. Speaking of promos. That lyric is verbatim, by the way. Speaking of promos, you could leave us one. Oh, you know what? That's a good one. I was I was going for the whole plugs thing. Plugs. Oh. But uh let's plug let's both plug y'all heard. It's a decent podcast. <laughs> you should you know, let's make let's make a you know, a march effort so that you guys can march out to iTunes, leave a review. Uh, uh, we're on Spotify. I don't know if there's any review or rating mechanism in Spotify, but you can listen to us on there. Oh, there's a new podcasting app, Himalaya, where you can like pay people that you like their podcast. I added us to that. Ooh, I like that. Uh, no one's going to pay us, but I like I don't know the that anybody's idea. using it. Yeah, we still got a Patreon that nobody donated to. Yeah. And with the first $15, we were going to buy this recording application, which we've just been using for free. And then with the next $35, we were going to buy Marissa a real microphone so she didn't have to record on her phone. That would be nice. I was also, I was going to talk to you but another time. I need a microphone because I want to start doing my courtship of veneer videos again, but I want a wireless microphone because the sound is horrible. Okay. Let's talk about that another time. Anyway. So guys, yeah, listen to our podcast. That's my plug. Yeah, jump into the archives. We've been doing it for more than a year. Find out what we talked about this time last year because I don't know the answer. Woo! at all.